Um, hello, welcome to a very important episode of Same Dude Podcast. Welcome. I am putting my game face on right now. Uh, I'm Jen. And this is Jackie. Um, and we're about to send actually our first ever hate mail. You're, you may be familiar with open letters, but we're actually doing hate mail today because it's a very special slash tragic occasion. This hate mail, the subject line is Zencaster is trash. Okay, so this is going to be like very inside baseball. This is a podcaster's <laughs> podcast. But the reason you may have noticed a little bit of like inconsistency from your beloved podcast, Same Dude Pod, is because we have been dealing with like mind-numbingly frustrating technical challenges. Exactly. Uh Anyway, so it's just that we love you guys and that we want to talk to you all and like get our voices out there. And it's so frustrating when so many people, and by that I mean Zencaster, is trying to hold us back. Yeah. I mean, we have no shortage in content. We have episodes in the queue right now that we were hoping to be releasing, but basically we're, we're going through a learning experience. We thought we were going to cut down our workload by using Zencaster because it has automatic post-production. So that would save us both some time. So we thought, sure, why not? What could go wrong? Flash forward (laughs) to Jen, do you want to take it away from here? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, and to like spare all the people out there that are like, I don't have a podcast. I don't want to hear you talk about podcasting. Yeah. Um, basically don't worry we'll get into talking shit we'll get into talking shit soon enough um we thought it would make our lives easier and in fact made our lives super challenging and we recorded two great episodes one with the beloved guest ross mappas Uh, and another one where we talked about cannolis and the c word for (laughs) oh it was so good it's really sad it really is we're grieving we're Um, grieving any anyway Basically, it was a big clusterfuck, and I spent the past week and some change communicating with the customer service reps at Zencaster. The many customer service representatives (laughs) assigned to our case. I don't want to like blow up their names, but like I don't even know. No, I'm not trying to get anyone out of a job. But like, I talked. We matter. (laughs) I talked to three. (laughs) We don't want to use our power like that. You have to use your Um, power for good. Dude, but I just want to say, like, I feel like you specifically, Jackie, have experienced the frustration and anger that come with dealing with customer service representatives. Yes, that is like something that happens to me too regularly. To that, I just need to say, same dude. And basically, Zencaster is trash. Do not use it if you have a podcast. Um, Yeah, really. It it just like fucked everything up and it didn't even need to do that. Like it didn't even need to be extra like that. We didn't even ask for that. And it just did. It was was so rude. It was so rude. I was thinking, so, Uh, oh, do you want to go first? No, I want to hear what you have to say, but I have a question for you after. Okay. Um, So this is kind of unrelated, a sidestep to the customer service issue. It's very tangential, but I thought that I would bounce this off of you because I'm very curious. You know those people who are for some charity or organization and they stand with the clipboards and like, hey, can I talk to you? Oh, my God. 
It's not exactly customer service, but today I was walking down the street and this guy was like, hey, like for, I'm walking down the crosswalk and he points at me and is like, you said that. And just, I was wearing sunglasses. So I was like, I'm not about to lock eyes with this douchebag. So I just keep walking and he like latches on to me basically. And he's like, so love your sweater. I was like, thanks. And kept walking. And he's like, uh, do you have a second to chat with me? And I was like, no, sorry. And kept walking. He was walking with me at this point, walking with me. Uh, I'm just going to take a moment. No, sir. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Keeps walking with me, says my name's whatever the fuck his name is. I'm like, cool. Nice to meet you. And he's like, all right, now I'm going to pause you right here. And puts his hands out like he's stopping me. I was like, fucking, these people, no means no. In every situation, if I told you three times that I don't want to talk to you and you're walking next to me telling me that I don't need to get back to work, then like, fuck you. So annoying. I I said out loud, I was like, these fucking people, man, they don't give a fuck. Dude, I was almost one of those people. (gasps) I. When I just graduated college and was looking for a job, they post on all of the different political job boards and they advertise as a campaign job. And it sounds really interesting. Um, They're like, work on causes you love and like meet people, but they pay really low, like near minimum wage or something. It's wild. They pay like no money. Um, And now when I realize that, I'm like, thank God, because I too am so frustrated. It's like, yeah, I don't need you to like tell me about social issues. Like, thank you very much. Right. I I will make my own like like charitable donations on my own time. And it always ends up in either I'm donating $30 a month because that's the only way that I can make a difference and they don't have volunteer opportunities and there's no website. With many cases, (laughs) it's like, no, you actually have to pay us. And I'm like... You, I, I understand the hustle, you know, not knocking the job if you have it, but if you failed to capture my attention and you're just walking beside me telling me you're going to stop me from going back to work, like you picked on a bitch with authority issues, I think, and now I'm not going to stop. Now I'm just going to keep plowing through and I'm going to say bye. Sorry. Oh God. Um. That was triggering, that whole situation. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when people just try to talk to you in public. It's like audience participation, but for life. And I just I can't. know. I can't. It uh, sometimes when- is fun, though, when people come together and it's like a funny thing happens and then everybody's kind of like friends. Uh, okay. So what <laughs> is the w- worst customer service experience of your life? If you can think of one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jen, are you setting, are you baiting me right now? Do you know what I'm about to say? No. Oh, my God. Is it Wawa related? Jen, how is could it you forget? I think you've told that story on this podcast before. No, Jen. It wasn't Wawa. <gasps> Was it Uber Eats? Jen, what I'm about to say <laughs> is about to blow your mind and what you are it? going to just probably cry. Okay. Romeo and Juliet's. <laughs> okay, this is a time when Jackie really did use her power to shut down an entire business. Wow. Okay, don't put that on me. Okay, uh, although complicit. it is something that maybe in my darker times I have bragged about doing. Um, <laughs> basically, what happened was 
I'll set the scene. Yes, please do. April 20th, 2016, in a beautiful day in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Washington, D.C. Gorgeous weather. It was my birthday. Jen and I were looking for a place to dine on a patio. And we're like, wow. I'm like, there's this place, and I've kind of always wanted to go to it. It has a beautiful patio, like this huge tree. Let's go. Renowned patio. Like, my parents visited D.C. and were like, have you been to this patio? (gasps) They said that? Yes. Oh, I didn't know at the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, that that really brings some gravity to the situation. Okay. So then we we stumble upon it. We we both order scallops and we're outside. It starts to rain. So we thought, okay, no problem, we'll go inside. Well, it was as if going inside was the portal into like the mind of that restaurant. It was like what I imagined was going on inside of somebody's <laughs> mind who created the restaurant. There was a huge like bronze horse statue just out of control. Then there were, it was how many feet like, tall, no, like, Jen? It, it was like seven foot tall. At it was least. Like it was maybe 12. It was like the one outside of the Denver airport. <laughs> <laughs> it was very odd. The theme of this restaurant, I think it was supposed to be Mediterranean. Oh, what do you know? There were scented candles. There were That's scented candles never... on the table. Which is <laughs> a live, laugh, love sign adorned the wall. Yes, yes. And fake flowers. Fake flowers. And so Jen and I started off with a cheese board. But what happened before that? We were already agitated because like nobody came to us for a really long time. Isn't that right? Yes. And it was very yeah. small rush. Like it's very small inside. There aren't many tables inside. And they had, like, no excuse. It was a pretty slow night. Exactly. So, and and I want you all to keep in mind, this is from somebody who's in the restaurant industry and somebody who we, was in the restaurant industry for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we were, like, two servers out on the town. Exactly. Ready to experience, I don't know, the nightlife that we didn't get to when we were serving ourselves. Like, a chic dining experience is what we were looking for. We even thought a Parisian place, and then we went to this place. So you can imagine how disappointed we were. Uh, but basically, the cheese board was a, an assortment of deli meats that were slimy. Deli that meats. It was, it was truly like Oscar Mayer's pre-sliced deli meats. And then they had a rind of a stale cheese, I'm pretty sure, right? And then these mini yeah. pickles. Of course, Jen and I ate some of it. I mean, we were starving, but it was shameful. And then when we got our scallops, do you remember? They tasted like lighter fluid. <gasps> yes. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that whole aspect of this meal. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then, okay, so I clearly I blinked it out of my memory for a good reason. I know. I was uh, shocked when you just asked me that. I was like, she's setting did, me up. Did we get dessert? <laughs> oh, there's no way. I think we went and got ice cream after. I think we were like we raced we got out gelato. of there. We did. Well, so then you wrote a review. Oh, I wrote a review. Or a review. A review, and it was part one of the something I like to do is like I really like writing really wacky event descriptions. I really like doing weird. I don't know. How would you describe the things that I like to do with writing? This was like a creative I, writing assignment for me in part, and also an outlet for my rage. So I wrote this review that basically was uh, what I said here on this podcast, but just like really uh, thoughtful and funny and emphatic. And the restaurant is no longer open. I want to see if I can find it online. I've deleted it. You've deleted it? It's not there anymore? I'm pretty sure. You can check. 
I think. I'm searching. Oh, I wish that it was still up. But I felt like at that point, what was I going to be the lone Yelp review? It's like I'm going to put salt in their wounds and have that published forever. Yeah, that's true. Everyone would know. Um, and I left a review. I left a review for Zencaster Day when like their bot messaged me and asked me how my experience was and I told them that the only positive thing from the experience was that it gave us the topic for my next podcast <gasps> episode you said that oh yeah they'll be listening I was, I was hoping to like stoke fear that they think that some powerful podcast was about to out them for I know all of their wrongs I hope they're listening me too but I also think I, that like no shade to the to the crew at Zencaster, the product is just bad and the people maybe maybe the people that are working for them aren't that invested in the company and they're just trying to help us out and fix the problem after the fact but the product is majorly flawed and they should not offer that service so that's a really good point that raises a great point which is that there are a lot of people who work in customer service positions like particularly support that are tasked with picking up the slack for a shitty product yes. or someone else being shitty. And then you can't just be like, yeah, I know it sucks. Yeah. Like, sorry. Because <laughs> you need to feed yourself and pay rent and have health care. So, exactly. okay. I very much understand that. And that's why um, I'm like, uh, we, I, I don't want our customer service representatives taking it personally. It's just a product thing. We understand. Okay, there are so many other one star reviews. There's so oh there's gosh. so long. I'm like, this is oh my god, like, this has gotta be. The reviews are so. Can poor. you read one that's particularly fun? Um, I don't have time to like screen them for what they're worth. Um, oh, oh my gosh. It's oh, mine. this is bad. Okay, I can imagine. I can imagine that Romeo and Juliet actually committed suicide because they learned that one day this awful restaurant would be named after them. No. See, that's... Listen, I don't feel so bad about my review. Wow. That's... Uh, If that gives the listeners an idea of how bad it was. Also, we did some major sleuthing and found out that whoever owned that restaurant was basically... The restaurant was... It was like... A placeholder for the club they actually wanted to put there, but the neighborhood had objected to it because it's, you know, like a quiet residential neighborhood, and it's this one place on the corner amidst all these houses. And so, like, the community was like, no, we don't want a nightclub in the middle of our neighborhood. So I think that this restaurant was, like, their placeholder, and they're like, no, it's just a family restaurant. And they were slowly transitioning it to, like, a late-night place, but... They probably wanted to put that horse outside. It's you can if you look it up, I think that there's like a whole story about it. But so why are customer service interactions so uniquely frustrating? Like they take me to zero to 60. Like I will get so agitated the second I have to message some support at email address. I feel like it's just like a hospitality thing. Like hospitality is so personal in such a way where it's like, you sh- it feels like an instinct that you should know to take care of someone in like a respectful and kind way. So when people are just like kind of not willing to help you, at least this is how I feel about it. It's just kind of like, dude, you're being rude. Like, what if you were me? You know, just because you're fed up doesn't mean that I, the one person who's calling you as opposed to the you have a million people calling you, but I'm the one person calling you, you know? Right. Right. I don't know. What do you think? Ugh. 
Uh, I think I think that was a really good point. And also, it's like you're you're only contacting customer support because you have a problem. You're coming from a negative yeah. space to begin with, and all of you want to hear is that they'll immediately fix your issue. And it's like you're in a negotiation with them, but you don't really know what cards to play. Like I always, right. God, you just and I always like I feel like I'm so it's so I'm so bald in my negotiating tactics. <laughs> I'll try to be like. I don't know, like, I'm going to create a podcast and out you for your terrible platform. Like, what? Like, that's, like, what are they, are they going to, like, jump on it? And Negotiating is, like, the best thing. It's, like, my favorite thing to do. I love really? haggling. Yes. Really? I mean, I'm always, like, why not just ask? Like, why not just ask? That's Even, the right way to feel. You know? And also, I feel like in customer service, there's a certain finesse, like, a way that you can speak with people that is just baseline kind but also keeps them calm because if if you kind of reveal that you're like fuck you people basically you're at the end of your shift and you're done then that's not helping anyone that's a really good point um I just come from a place of being terrified of conflict and so I'm just like don't want to go against the grain and ask for things sometimes so haggling I've never really done effectively but I'd like to. That's aspirational, yeah. Jackie, being a good haggler. Thanks. I feel like you're... it's like haggling up for shit on the boardwalk. <laughs> you just like ha- haggle for shit. Where you cut your teeth. <laughs> the Wait, I just used that, that expression and I don't think you understood what I was saying. I don't understand. Horrified. Do you ever know when people are like, I cut my teeth down on the boardwalk and Kate May. Like I, I think it's like a theater experience. <laughs> <laughs> Can you school me right now? I we'll feel definitely cut this out. Wait, Wait let cut me look your it up. teeth? Cut your teeth. You've never heard this? No, but I feel this like now like... that you say that, okay. I probably have heard it and just like took it you literally. Have... So this was a prime <laughs> example of do you ever have new phrases that you're like, I really want to use that phrase. I want to fold it into my vocabulary. But then the first couple times you try it, it sounds <laughs> it's so very foreign to everyone around you. <laughs> You're like stumbling everyone around. You're like, what? Okay, that's one of them. You won't be, you won't act like this next time. Okay, cut one's <laughs> teeth is a phrase that means acquire initial practice or experience of a particular sphere of activity or within a particular like sharpening your teeth, I guess. For oh, I didn't think I don't about know. that. It seems a little weird, but I I just really respect you bringing that into the <laughs> uh, the language here. Uh, I always have that problem with all get out. With what? All like, get out. It's hot as all get out. That's a that feels like a like bastardization of another phrase. Oh, okay. I'm looking it up too. Uh, because it's also a band, but it's a phrase, and every well, many times I've tried to use it. People are like, "What?" Idioms, man. I'm always double checking to make sure the idioms that I think are real are real when I use them professionally like I'm tweeting for a client because I'm always afraid that I have some idiom like cut your teeth that other people aren't going to understand exactly I always want to make sure it's recognizable so I'm always googling them that's a cool perspective uh yeah as all get out yep there we go there's a whole etymology thank you it's been fact checked (laughs) it's been fact checked live okay just to wrap it back up customer service experiences the worst. I have nothing else to share. I just needed to vent, you know? I need to, like, get yeah. it off my chest. Did you say what your, be- your worst one was yet? Um... 
Lit. This one? Vomit fraud. <laughs> oh, vomit fraud. <laughs> of course. You've already heard it. it. Just go back and to listen be. to episode two. Weren't vomit you being fraud scammed the sure. other night, Jen? <gasps> we were just talking about you being scammed. You were talking about you being scammed? No, you and I were talking about it. <laughs> Where is I being scammed? I don't By remember. Carolyn. It, we were talking about Carolyn Cal- Oh, <laughs> Oh, and I have been reading into that scam, by the way. <gasps> okay. That article yeah. is so long. We're talking about Caroline Calloway, who you probably even have heard of. Jen, do you want to give a brief? Oh, God. I can't. It's She's everything and nothing and is so f- endlessly fascinating and then yet not at all. Impossible I, to yes. describe. <laughs> I want it to be a movie or like a short film. Yes, I think it would function well in that capacity. But also it's like, oh, God, it's so it's so interesting. All of her posts this weekend from when she was at Harvard, like crowdsourcing drugs. Did you read all those? It was crazy. So I read I actually read the whole I read the whole cut article, I think, at the end of the day, but I didn't read her posts. I went on. I had to go to the article because I started off with her Instagram that you sent me. And then I was, like, really confused as to why she was talking about the article on her Instagram. So then I had to read the article, and then I never went back. So part of the thing is that she spiraled out about the article, and she posted about it obsessively on her Instagram. And she yeah. posted screenshots of every press hit about her on her Instagram. I see it's, that. I saw that, yeah. It's, it's like nothing I've experienced before. And it's because you, you go into it with these expectations of, this is an influencer and I'm going to get influencer content. And then it's weird and not. It was and very weird. It felt frantic. Yeah. And that's part of me is just like, should I be giving this woman attention? Like, should we be giving this like air? Like there's so many other more deserving. When the article. Personalities. You're right. And when, sorry to interrupt. I'm just, I got, when the article said her real cheetah skin coat. Or cheetah fur coat. Did you read that part? I forgot about that. She had a she real had cheetah. a real cheetah coat. That's wild. That's like that says everything I needed to hear. Yeah. A case that's, closed. That case closed. That's all you need to know. Like that's uh, crazy. <laughs> that is that's wild. Like crazy. Choice. When she sat up all night, uh, w- not you know, not to make fun of of whatever was happening, but when she was up all night buying six thousand dollars worth of furniture, I was like, the same dude. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and you don't, and you've spent all your money on furniture online, and you're still awake. Actually, you've never gone to sleep. When Natalie was stuck on the streets of Amsterdam without anywhere oh. to sleep. That almost was me because the first time, the only time I've ever been to Amsterdam, our Airbnb that we were supposed to stay at was like a complete horror show, like like red stains on the <gasps> sheets Ew. horror show. It was really bad. So we had, we were like schlepping around the city looking for a home because it was a holiday weekend and no one would have us. Wow. No one would have you. No one would have this us. This feels like, like a real Jesus situation. It was, I was, I was going to make a comparison. <laughs> so I appreciate you, you jumping on that. Yeah. Of course. Dude. I anyway, mean, it's so the was... obvious comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Carolyn Calloway, absolutely wild, but also not at all. So get yeah, involved. Yeah, you're the, right. The, rec- <laughs> the recommended entree, entree into the Carolyn Calloway saga is to start with a cut article by her former best friend, Natalie Beach, I believe, and then work your way backward with her social media content. Um, yeah. And then. It's pretty special. Wish you hadn't done any of that. And then spent hours reading it and still feel (laughs) kind of indifferent at the end. (laughs) 
do you have a fat bitch this week? This week? Oh, okay. I don't know because I, I don't I don't know if I I was gonna say I feel like I have to say that I'm going to see Cats the Musical, as you know. <laughs> I was gonna say that like Jennifer Hudson is that bitch. Uh because while she is in I'm not seeing the movie this weekend, I'm seeing the musical, but I watched trailers as Jen suggested for the movie. And to see Jennifer Hudson as a cat, it's something that I didn't ever think I would ever see anything like that. And I probably don't ever need to see it again. But as soon as she opens her mouth, I'm like, oh, how are you pulling off being a cat right now? I'm concerned. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson actually is that bitch. Just she is that bitch. Only for the sheer, like, the incredible level of trauma she has experienced in her life and the fact that yeah, she's, she's still out woman. here it's p- pretty incredible uh yeah I buy that she's that bitch cats on the other hand not cats that that's what you know jury's out on cats it's like uh, it's it's supposed to be a real classic so I'm keeping my mind open to it but I looked up some pics and it's freaky so I'm really I'm really afraid for you <laughs> I'm going into it with a positive energy. So on next okay. episode, we'll have to update <laughs> update everybody about what happened with cats. You need to just take a moment to center yourself and set a mantra and take a deep breath and just yes. clear your energy. Wow. Well, Godspeed sending you love and light for that experience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for listening to us event. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, it's only going up from here. Follow us on Instagram at same dude pod. You can find Jackie where they, where can they find you at Jackie Petito or JackiePetito.com. Uh, and I'm on Instagram at Jenna at Jen, Jennifer underscore underscore. Uh, yeah. Rate review, subscribe. We'll see you guys hopefully in a couple weeks. Yay. See you soon. Thank you so much for your patience. Bye.